Keeping up with friends and family, it's the Hey Day Podcast with Haley and David. Hey y'all, this is the Hey Day Podcast episode one. Today is October 3rd, 2020. I'm Haley. And I'm David. And today we're going to talk about our journey with Korean food. Uh, but since this is episode one, let's introduce ourselves just a little bit. For those that don't know us, uh, we are Korean American siblings just out of college. And we decided to make this podcast as a way of keeping in touch with you, our family, and friends all around the world. Um, we hope to be on many great adventures this next year, so we want to take you with us. Um, so today, how are you feeling, David? I'm feeling really good. Uh, this is our first podcast, so I'm hoping to start out strong. And it's definitely uh, very different because uh, I never made a podcast, and especially not with my sister. So this will be you really make, fun. You, I thought you made a podcast one time. No, 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 no. It never happened. But this, this will be, this will definitely be fun. Okay. I'm excited too. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of trial and error, so please bear with us, audience. Um, okay. So today, like I said, we're going to be talking about food. Um, food is a really important part of all of our lives because we like, you know, need it to live. Um, so to break down David's opinions and views on food, I have a list of 15 questions here. Uh, we're going to do the 15 questions in three rounds. So the first round is going to be five questions that you can an only answer with two words or less. Okay, two words or less. If you use more than two words, we'll have to think of a penalty for you, like you pay me $5. Thoughts? Okay, all right. All right, we're good. I can do that. You can do that. Two mm -hmm. words. Two words. Okay, you can't say anything else. Okay? So question one, how do you feel about pineapple on pizza? Very good. Okay. What was the spiciest food you've ever eaten? Fire noodles. Have you ever gotten food poisoning and what happened? Uh, uh bad poops. <laughs> Worst restaurant you've been to? <laughs> Don't remember. A food that represents your life? Oh, pizza rolls. Interesting. Interesting choice. Alrighty, good, good, good. Do you want do you want to explain any of your answers? Oh, okay. All right. I the the third one. Um, I went to a uh, a restaurant and I got like chicken. And a few days later, I got food poisoning. And this was my freshman year of college. So the next few days was me sitting in my dorm room, um, eating saltines and and you know having some bowel issues. Uh, so that's how that's what happened there. Um. Bad poops is pretty descriptive of what happened. So that's, I mean, that's the only one I really want to explain. That's pretty, that's, well, I, I guess I'm curious. Why do you think pizza rolls represent your life? Okay. Well, I, I really, I do enjoy pizza rolls. I think they're, they're um, a fun little snack um, and genuinely like, it's not like metaphorical or anything like that. It's just, it's two words. I think pizza rolls are good. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Okay, there you go, folks. Yep, there we go. David David is um, represented by pizza rolls. I think I've gotten food poisoning once recently um, when I was in Korea. Oh, really? Did you? Huh? I don't remember that. No, you never told me about that. Oh, so I got food poisoning. It's, it's on my blog that you don't read. Um, I got food poisoning while I was in Korea because during New Year's times, I went with my host family to a restaurant and it's called a kalguksu restaurant and kalguksu means literally means knife noodles and so we had these noodles at this like famous restaurant when we were traveling 
and I got home and I just started like vomiting. I woke up in the middle of the night, like after that night, and I just like started vomiting. And um, I was I felt really really sick, but like it's my host family, and I don't want to make them like get up in the middle of the night to like help me or take care of me. So I just mm-hmm. like you know took care of myself, just drank water and like just let it all out, and I was fine. It just it lasted for maybe a day. Um, but it was all good. Even if I had gone to the hospital though, it would have been, it would have been like good because in Korea, in case you didn't know, healthcare is really, really affordable. Um, and so people go to the hospital all the time for anything, for any, like literally anything from a sprained ankle to, you know, more serious injuries, more serious injuries. So I think that was the one time recently I got food poisoning. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I didn't know about that situation. Oh, that's that's pretty funny, <laughs> but it's I mean like it's good that it passed within like a day or so because mine lasted a couple days. I think I remember when your food poisoning happened because mom, I got all the news about you through mom. Like during college, mm-hmm. we would both independently talk to mom, and then mom would just exchange information <laughs> yeah, about yeah, yeah, each of yeah, us. Yeah. Absolutely. So I remember when that happened, not from you, but from mom telling me about what happened. Mm, okay, so. yeah, that makes sense because I I didn't really tell you about anything really. Okay. You ready for round two? Mm-hmm. Yes. So round two is one sentence, and it can't be like a ridiculously long mm, run-on okay. sentence. Yeah, you no, can't take not. advantage of the rule. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, are you ready? Yep, I can. I think I can do this. Okay, I hope so too. How do you make bread? Uh, flour, water, yeast in the oven. Descriptive. Have you ever been vegetarian or vegan? Yes, for a couple months in college. What did you eat most during college? Chick-fil-A. Favorite fast food meal? Oh, um, I really like Blaze Pizza. Mm. Favorite meal that mom has made for you, Korean or American? Uh, mom's jajangmyeon. Mm. I feel like you stuck to the two-word rule even though you didn't have to. I mean, to. but most of these, you can answer them pretty, like... There's not a lot of uh, elaborations that's necessary, so you can kind of knock it out pretty quickly. Um, okay, okay, yeah. that's my bad then. Uh, do you want to elaborate on anything? Um, what did you eat? So I eat most during college. I ate a lot of Chick-fil-A. Um, there's a Chick-fil-A on campus that's really close to my dorm freshman year, and though that was only like five minutes away walk. Um, so I'd go there every morning before class and just use my meal plan that I had. But favorite fast food meal... It is the art lovers from Blaze Pizza. I guess that kind of counts as fast food. Um, but the art lovers uh, from Blaze Pizza is one of the best pizzas that you'll ever eat. Wow, that's um, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's high that's praise. A, that's a, yeah, it's high praise, but I I stand by it, and I think it's a really good pizza. So, can you talk about like why you were vegetarian or vegan? Yeah, so I think it was. Uh, the beginning of junior year, what happened was I kind of went off on being really eco-friendly. So I wouldn't drive anywhere. I would only walk. Um, I did my best to like not buy single-use plastics and stuff like that. And I really was like mm-hmm. super into it. And it was, it was over the course of uh, three or four months until I eventually burned myself out. But during that time, I also went uh, I went vegan for during that time. And then afterwards, I cut back on my meat a lot, um, even though I wasn't necessarily going, um, being as eco-conscious 
I was still aware of the fact that like I did consume a lot of meat before, uh, mm-hmm. and then afterwards I definitely did my best to kind of like cut back on the amount of meat that I do consume. I did notice that. So actually, I have a distinct memory memory of when you were going through that period of your life where you were vegan. Um, we were FaceTiming and you were making a dish and you were like asking mom for advice on like how to cook this like vegetable stir fry that you were making and yeah. I was kind of watching and and bro you were struggling hard like I think you lost you lost weight during that time didn't you I lost a lot of weight yeah um because well I mean that was kind of like a college thing too because I wouldn't eat that much um just because like during college it's either I don't eat or I spend money on buying food so most of the time I just wouldn't eat that much TVH it doesn't sound the healthiest. It's not healthy, but it's okay. It's not. It's not healthy. Um, not a not a registered dietitian, but like, it's, it's not healthy. <laughs> I think I think that's great though. Like that you're very eco conscious, and I did notice that like after that point, you did eat a lot less meat. Like even now, um, there are meals where you will go meatless, and you you do eat less meat now compared to when we lived together mm. as um, before we both graduated high school or, mm-hmm. or even college. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and I, and I'm I'm curious to see, uh, going to Korea because like meat is such a central part of a Korean diet. Like you think about most Korean meals, there's some kind of protein in there, and then Korean barbecue is centered around having good meat, right? For me personally, uh, I definitely got much more okay with not eating as much meat. I don't think we've introduced this on the on the podcast yet, but both DJ or both David and I are in the process of going to Korea, um, probably within the next six, uh, five to six months or so. Um, but that is still a process that we are working through. So that's what he's kind of talking about in trying to go to Korea and that kind of diet. To that end, I did have several friends um, with me in Korea that were vegetarian and or vegan, and they found it very hard because like Korean cuisine doesn't require a lot of meat compared to American diets. Um, it's usually like a little bit of like meat is sprinkled into the soup to give it flavor or like there's some pork bones that are used to be boiled. I mean, Korean barbecue is not as common of a food in Korea as you might think because I think that's something that Western culture has just embraced and has recently been uh, exposed to. But in Korea, people don't go out for samgyeopsal or like Korean barbecue that often. It's more of a treat. Mm-hmm. So like people will be like, oh, I'll buy you a really good meal. I'll buy you meat. We'll go out for meat. Mm-hmm. So it's not really, the, the diet is not nearly as meat heavy. And they also use a lot of lean meat and renewable meats mm-hmm. like fish. Fish and yes. seafood are huge there, especially in the coastal regions. So I think, I think it's very possible to have a meat reduced diet but not a meatless diet in my personal opinion in korea mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think as far as like a western perspective uh you're talking about how kbbq has, has latched on to kind of the westerners idea and concept of what food in korea is like right um i think it is because it, in, a, in a very um very real way with meat, um, I mean, most people who eat K barbecue are like, yeah, this is all, this is really good, you know? Um, and mm. I, so I think that is a big contributing factor to like my perspective of saying like, oh, I think like Korean food is meat heavy, right? Um, as well as kind of a, a general 
mindset in America of like, oh, Koreans really love their meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should we should talk about that after um after you are in Korea and see your perspective on like meat and, and meat usage and vegetarianism. I think vegetarianism in Korea is possible. Veganism probably not. Um just yeah, by sheer. I mean like even even kimchi has like the the small little shrimps, you know, that they throw in for the seat, right? And so there's so many things that um are derived or just directly use um uh, animal products, right? So I, I I would say even here I can kind of see that what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's but I, I do think that they are much more eco-friendly in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. I'm sh- I think we should have um, maybe a topic sometime talking about like all the ways that Korea is eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think it extends in so many ways from recycling habits and just general renewable energy and public transportation, mm-hmm. food, diet, general lifestyle. So we should definitely talk about that next time. Yeah. But for now, we are going to move on to round three. So round three... Feel free to talk through these questions. Feel free to like just explain your answers um, or not. And mm-hmm. some of these questions do not have to do with food. Some of them are just so the audience and so everybody listening can uh, get to know a little bit about you. Okay. Question one. What talents do you have that not a lot of people know? Uh, that one's really hard. Because um, I mean, like a lot of people know that I make music and like play guitar and stuff like that. And that one's pretty apparent because like that's something that's vis- visible in a lot of aspects of my life like I-, I play guitar a lot in live venues um i'm trying to think of like what's something uh i'm good at racing games like i really like racing games um because i'm really bad at first person shooters but i really like racing games and so i'm pretty good at them mm. mm-hmm. number two what in your opinion is the best korean food that reminds you of your childhood Okay, I mean, for this one, I think it's kind of difficult for me to say, like, it reminds me of my childhood, because growing up, I really did not like Korean food. I, I was def- it's, it's part of, like, going to school and, and public education system. People are like, oh, that's kind of whack. Like, why are you eating that? You know, um, part of being conditioned with that, uh, alongside me just not having the palate for that, not really enjoying Korean food, um, really not until going off to college and then having so many more food experiences in general, not just Korean food. Like, um, uh, there's a lot of restaurants where I was going to school where, um, you know, vegan, vegetarian dishes, um, like farm to table, a lot of stuff like that. And a lot of things that I had never tried before. Um, and I ended up really enjoying them and then coming back and like trying a lot of the Korean foods that I said I really wouldn't enjoy. Um, but to kind of answer the question, um, again, like jajangmyeon is one of my favorite dishes that mom has made. And so for me, when I think of like a Korean food that kind of reminds me of times past, I remember mom making like a big, uh, a big pot of the, the sauce and stuff like that. Uh, and then just eating tons of it. And so I think that would be my answer to that question. I will say that in college, your palate expanded immensely mm-hmm. like yeah. i remember before right before you went to college mom and i would have conversations and i'm like mom is he gonna be okay like is he gonna be able to like eat is he gonna be able to not, you know avoid the freshman 15 or 20 yeah, or 30 right, like, right. it was a big concern and then you went to college and it just i mean 
you really opened up to different cuisines and mm-hmm. and you made Korean friends and like Asian friends that, that enjoyed um enjoyed those kinds of foods too. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was it was definitely kind of funny going into it because before I would be like, yeah, I want like fried chicken or pizza and stuff like that. Uh, and then coming out, it was like, oh, I enjoy vegan food. Like there's tons of vegan restaurants around um, my town and like this is really good. Mm. Food is definitely a community thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, it's it's kind of like a recurring theme in a lot of different like works of art where communion and eating together is so important. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it really shows like, you know, the people around you influence the food that you eat and the culture around you influences the yeah. food that you eat and how you share that food. So I think that that was really important um, in opening opening your horizons a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think you would have eaten Korean food at all before college. And now you're willing to like eat it almost every single day because I cook it very often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think awesome. I would agree. Awesome. Okay. Um, number three. What Korean food do you dislike most and why? Ooh, Okay. Um, and let me let me just preface this by saying we are not ragging on Korean food. I think that, I yeah, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say that I'm just gonna say that we're not ragging on Korean food. It's just yeah, for the most part, we like appreciate it and and we enjoy it because now it is part of just like pretty much every single day we'll eat Korean food and even if we have like fried chicken, we'll eat kimchi with it. And so I think that's pretty standard, like kimchi, white rice, and fried chicken. Um, but as far as like the kind of Korean food that I'm I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, man. Ooh, that's a really difficult one. Um, is it difficult because there's so many, or is it difficult because there's not any? It's it's not that there's not any. It's that I'm trying to think of which one is really I I just don't like. Uh, I, I and, and I'll say this. So, the silkworms. I haven't eaten those yet, <laughs> but conceptually, to me. Um, that is kind of the, the least, the, the one thing that I think I would least like to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like whenever they kind of cook up the whole fish, when there's the eyeball, I, I don't, I don't know about the eyeball. That's not, um, and I think that's definitely kind of like growing up as an American, you don't really eat the eyeball or tongue or brains and in and, and a lot of other countries, you know, they eat that kind of stuff. And I think that's like. That's just different, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think going to Korea, silkworms and eyeballs are going to be the two things that I'm kind of like very hesitant to to try. Not to say that I'll dislike them because I don't think I've ever had either of those before, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I don't think I'll fra- ever phrase it like dislike most because I think there's a just it's just different, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good answer. That's that's a really good answer. And to be fair, I think. Our mutual, you know, hesitancy towards bandegi. Bandegi is, um, for those that don't know, bandegi is silkworm pupae that have been stir-fried or boiled or otherwise cooked. And it's a very common street food and snack in Korea. Um, I think our mutual hesitancy towards bandegi is due to mom. So before, like well, even when we were kids, mom would always tell those kind of like stories about how like the little legs curl up mm-hmm. underneath the body and like... It kind of pops in your mouth and it's not the best taste. Um, but I will say that when I went to Korea, I've had bundegi a couple times and I it, it wasn't bad. Like I didn't particularly like it. It wasn't my favorite dish, mm-hmm. but 
I, I didn't think it was bad either. Like it was something that I would definitely eat again if presented with the opportunity. Um, bondegi, I think, is something that foreigners are very wary of, as well as fish eyeballs. I will say the eyeball, if you get the wrong part of the eyeball, it's a little crunchy. But mm, I think that's okay. also something that is is cultural. And I think you're right. A lot of our perspective is very much shaped by our environment and by our experiences. And mm. a limited range of experience will lead to a limited range of, of tolerance. Um, and so I yep. think it's really important to have that exposure to other cultures. And I'm glad that you're open-minded to it. I really do. I think that's a good um it's a good attitude to have going into this mm-hmm. whole experience. So I yeah. think the dish that you are not going to like at all is called hongo. Uh, Do you know what that is? Yeah, the the skate, like the fermented skate. Um, yeah. 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 So for our listeners, hongo is a traditional Korean dish. It's essentially skate, which is kind of like a stingray. Um, and so they take the stingray and they ferment it in a box for months and so it basically the fermentation process releases a lot of ammonia so the food is basically just like really strong really pungent um i'm kind of ashamed to say this because like i wish i had been able to try it before i left korea but i was exposed to it one time at like a, a big meeting and they you could just smell it like in the whole room you could just smell it and it was so strong um so it's something that i will try when i go back but like cautiously try because i mm-hmm. think i think it is a little bit hard on the palate so i don't think you're gonna like that though okay yeah i'll definitely see about that one but just kind of like watching it on on different korean shows and stuff like that i just I think you're right. I, I'm not entirely sure about that one going into it. But hey, you know what? I, I will try it because I, I think that it's it will be um, a, a very different experience. Yeah. 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 Open, to, open to new experiences. That's yep. like the name open of the game. Open to new experiences. Okay. Number four. What has been your favorite memory this year? Like 2020. I know there's like a lot of stuff going on, but what's been uh-huh. your favorite memory or experience? Yeah. 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 Um, I <laughs> definitely a lot has happened in, in during this year, 2020 being one of the the historical years that it has been. Uh, but I think, and this is something that I tell a lot of my friends is I'm really thankful for the opportunity to come back home, right? And come, come live with mom, dad, and, and you as well. Uh, especially because it's definitely not something that I would have expected to happen right? Uh, because last year, after you graduated, you had already gone off to Korea. Like, right out the bat, you um, got your position, moved out there. And when you were there, I really didn't talk to you that much. Um, and so it was kind of difficult for me to imagine. And, and uh, before we even went off to college, we really didn't talk that much, right? I mean, we spent a lot of time together, but it wasn't like um, just you and I hanging out like we do now in the living room. Uh, but Definitely being home with mom and dad as well, um, because I definitely didn't ever expect to to be with them again uh, in terms of living in the same space. And so spending that quality time with family is something that I really uh, think that, oh, I have to move back in with my parents. No, it's it's I think it's really enjoyable um, just because I do get to spend this time and like do creative fun things with my family, like make a podcast or 
play video games. Uh, and, and so I, I am really grateful for that. And that's my favorite memory. I would have to say the exact same thing. Um, I don't think we have really spent a lot of time together over the past, I would say like 10-ish years. Like, and, if, and when we did spend time together, it was for very short bursts, like two weeks at a time mm-hmm. during our both brother mutual uh, school breaks. Or yeah. like, we always kept in touch, like whether it be through Snapchat or just like quick texts or whatever, but we never really like got to spend time together um, mm-hmm. for extended periods of time. And so this has been like a really great time for um, both of us, I think. And I've really appreciated it too, because mm-hmm. I think it's very different getting to know each other as adults. Because yeah. by this point, we are mm-hmm. very different people from who we used to be. In some ways, we're not. Because yeah. I still get frustrated over yeah, things yeah, yeah. like... We still get frustrated over things like dishes and, putting, and things like that. Putting the gloves on the edge of the sink instead Putting of, the gloves on the edge of the sink yeah. and like... Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I will say... I will say that we've changed a lot. And so it's been fun getting to know you as an adult because it is like getting to know a different person and like Mm -hmm. coming back with all our experiences over the past four years of college, I think has especially, um, has especially like opened that, you know, Mm -hmm. open that door. So I would definitely echo that sentiment in saying like, I think before, um, I think, I think now it's just being more mature, um, in, in, really yeah different people and so i think i agree with you a lot on that yeah Yeah. it's been awesome okay and the last and final question for round three question number five what is your plan for the next year this is a very broad question and um (laughs) to protect our privacy we're gonna leave out some specific names and details but go for it yeah 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 absolutely so uh over the next year right now it is october right uh and so moving forward from here um hoping to it's not it's not intensively but i have been studying korean quite a bit uh in prep in preparation of for going to korea uh and so hopefully by the time uh i go to korea which should be february march um with a government program that I, i will be able to at least to a certain extent, be able to make my own way around because, you know, I just never learned Korean growing up. And so I think mm-hmm. this is, I, I'm glad that things kind of are moving in the way that they are so that I do have the time to kind of prepare myself and also do things like this and, and prepare mentally, not just for uh, speaking a language, but uh, trying to get a grasp of, of culture and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of the plan for the next year. Um, as far as what's, you know, what's relevant to this. Cool. Okay. And that was, that's a great plan. Um, and we're going to Korea to both, uh, trying to go to Korea to teach English. Um, when that happens, when, and if that happens, we will talk with you guys the process. As of now, we have both finished our initial applications and we are waiting to hear back, um, about interviews and about, um, that whole, that whole thing. So stay tuned for more information on our process of getting to Korea and of DJ's Korean language learning experience. And since you wanted to learn a little bit more about Korean culture, um, I have prepared a fun fact. So our fun fact of the day is rice was used to pay taxes. Rice has always been fundamental in Korean cooking and Korean life in general since its cultivation. The value of rice became so high that it was once used as currency and to pay taxes during the Three Kingdoms period. It is 
called Three Kingdoms period, but there was actually four, for some reason, um, in Shilla. Rice was seen as a luxury dish, and the farmers who produced it couldn't eat it. This is from snackfever.com. Well, I had no, I had no idea about that. That's pretty cool, actually. Do you know like Korean history, like the Three Kingdoms versus the, the no, actually Four Kingdoms? Yeah, not especially no. And the idea that like rice <laughs> was so valuable at a certain point because now it's like we eat rice every day, right? And so it's I w- I take it for granted in terms of seeing it as like. Oh, this is just a side dish that goes with my fried chicken, right? It's my just, fried chicken? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's just kind of uh, every single day it's in the rice cooker and it's plated up and we're ready. To, it's ready to eat, right? So I never, mm-hmm. I, I would have never considered. Yeah, I think, I think it's um important to see how like rice and, and rice products, because like Koreans make things with like rice flour. They like grind down the rice into mm. flours and, and stuff like how important that is to Korean cuisine. I don't think you could have a Korean meal without rice. Mm-hmm. I think people try, but it just ends up not being Korean because there's no rice. Yeah. So, alrighty. And um, to finish off the day, we're going to do DJ's Korean segment of the week. All right. Yeah. So I have no idea what what I'm supposed to be doing here. So go ahead and explain. Okay. So this is just our, our, our kind of time to talk about your progress in learning Korean. I guess at some point we'll talk about my progress as well. I think that should be maybe just a brief podcast at one point, but um, things that DJ has said this week, this is directly translated from what he said in Korean. And I will let you guess, I will let you guess what he was trying to say. Starbucks to sit in the fridge. Starbucks to sit in the fridge. Do you remember what you were trying to say with that? Yeah, yeah, I remember this one. Um, I was trying to say I put the Starbucks in the fridge, right? Um, And I actually actually made this mistake again. Um, I think I said I put the Starbucks on on top of the refrigerator, like placed it on top of the refrigerator instead of like placing it inside um, because I used the wrong noun for that. So apparently me and Starbucks, as well as the fridge, don't have a good relationship. But <laughs> I, I, I do remember that one, yeah. That was great. It was uh it's it's it was um it was good. I think that you have a great attitude towards Korean learning too, and that you're willing to just like, you know, take bite the bullet, make mistakes and, and <laughs> go for it. You really go for it, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the second one and the final one um is private funds that are hard. Private like financial funds that are hard yeah yeah uh i remember that one too uh i was trying to say we, we, were, we were trying to eat uh some uh some cold noodles right and usually you'll have uh like a hard-boiled hard-boiled egg with it and i was looking for them and i couldn't find anything so i text Haley and i say i, I try and say there are no eggs that are hard-boiled but I didn't know how to say hard-boiled, so I just said, there are no eggs that are hard-cooked, and it came out as private funds that are hard, apparently. Yes, it was yeah. quite humorous. Um, but listen, that's how we learn. That's how we learn mm-hmm. how, how to talk, and, and you have been um, a really good sport about all the, all the ups and downs <laughs> I, of Korean language learning. I still don't know how to say there are no hard-boiled eggs, but it's okay. Uh, okay, so actually, here, I'll teach you. Uh-huh. Salmon keran. 
삶은 계란. 삶은 계란 means hard-boiled eggs. 아하. 없어. 없어요. 없어요. 삶은, 맞아요. 삶은 계란 삶은, 없어요. 삶은 계란 없어요. 계란 없어요. Okay. Good. Cool. Perfect. Boom. That's it. This is how we, we learn. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, folks. This has been the Hey Day podcast. Thanks you for joining us for this first episode. We will be dropping these hopefully weekly. So we will see you next week when David will be hosting. Bye. Annyeong. This podcast and the views and opinions expressed within are the sole views and opinions of the creators and are not associated or affiliated with the Fulbright program or the U.S. Department of State.